So our next episode is with Sweta Patel. She is a startup advisor where she has helped over 200 startups in the Bay Area. Sweta, so, thanks so much for coming on to our podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Chris. Let's get started. <laughs> so we interview a lot of guests on our podcast, and I'm always amazed because when you hear about the Snapchats and the Googles and the WhatsApp, Sweta has been in the ground, in the trenches of the Silicon Valley area. So Sweta, can you just... Briefly tell us what you do, and then we'll dive deeper into your backstory and how you got inspired to do what you do. So specifically, what does a, a startup advisor do? So currently, I work with three of the top incubators here in Silicon Valley, uh, Y Combinator, 500 Startups, and Plug and Play. And um, as an advisor, I walk into startups who are looking for funding or eager to grow or eager to scale. Um, I get notified by the executives at each of these incubators and uh, get assigned to the startup. So when I'm assigned to the startup, we work one-on-one -on -one to develop a plan and to be able to execute it so they can scale. And um, the goal is to usually get them to scale or get them the funding they need to scale. Great. And just so in case our listeners aren't familiar with the term scale, if let's say, let's talk about Snapchat, for instance, many people might know that. If let's say you were to meet startups or you would meet Snapchat as a startup and you would help them scale, just in a very basic term, what does that mean to help start Snapchat scale? So being able to scale. Um, so scale means that, I guess, ideally being able to grow their team globally. A lot of the startups start out with like maybe 10 to 20 employees and then they want to grow bigger, they want to add new products, they want to innovate, they want to sort of outsmart their competitors. So being able to scale allows you to do all those things and sustains your company as well. Got it. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what are like where you grew up, how you raised, I mean, what inspired you to do what you're doing now? Because it really seems like you're literally in like the Harvard of the startup world. It's not easy to do what you do. So what, what's some of your you know, background story like when you're growing up? Is this something that you want to, always wanted to do, working with startups? Um, actually, no. You know, and the, the way that it happened was when I was um, probably like 16, 17 years old, um, I had a passion for running. And I used to run all the time. And as a runner, you know, like you run a lot. The more you run, the less hungry you feel. So I got into this... Um, chronic illness where I had basically my own immune system was chewing up my red blood cells. And um, I had to basically, I didn't even know, I was over at my trainer's house and I just completely passed out. And I was gone for like two hours. And um, wow. he called ER. I was in like ER for two days. They were trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And um, they had basically said, if I was 20, because I was so young they were able to transfuse blood and bring me back to life again and that's when I kind of knew I had this entrepreneurial spirit I had a purpose for something I didn't know exactly what it was and um, I wanted to sort of you know go on with life and see what my purpose was um, so I got accepted to UCSD at the time and um, everybody in my family was like you need to just chill out and not go to school and just take care of your health. And that's going to help you in the long run. But um, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to challenge myself and 
I didn't, I knew that this setback wasn't going to um, be my end all be all sort of thing. And I'm just going to chill out and not do anything. So I went to school and I started to sort of see these patterns with students of like, hey, I don't know what I'm going to do after I leave college. And I was kind of in that same scenario. And um, I got hired by this agency. And this was my first job. And it was an agency that basically did marketing for startups um, in the San Diego area. Mm. So when I worked with the agency, they wanted to sort of bring me in as an account manager that basically handled a lot of like the grunt work for these startups. And um, I saw a big problem while I was there. And the one thing was that, um, you know, goal, the, the goals of a startup and the goals of an agency just don't mix. Um, most of these startups were sort of taking that lean approach but these agencies were trying to sell them on big contracts that were like ten, twenty thousand $20,000 a month, hoping that they would generate leads. And um, it's like a fire and ice combo. And I was like, hey, you know, this is almost like a daylight robbery of agencies to work with startups, you know, to handle their social media accounts and things like that in the hopes of really generating qualified leads, but not generating anything for them right mm -hmm. because it's just awareness at the the very top of the funnel and um it was my curiosity that that really led me to dig deeper and how i could help startups out and how i can help them really generate the leads that they wanted through a more data driven approach and, well, um, well, well let's 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 dive into more deeper details because you actually cut out a little bit before so like you had a life life changing experience. You literally almost died, but I'm still not clear on why you chose startups. I mean, you're a very bright, intelligent woman. Why not be a doctor? Why not be an engineer? Why not be a CEO or your own startup, right? So I'm just kind of curious why startups. You know, you mentioned before. Well, I didn't want to just lay around. I didn't want to just relax. But I'm still not sure why the startup world is exciting for you because based on what you said you know, what is it about? Like if I say, oh, you know, sweat, I speak for a living and I get to stand in front of a thousand people and when I get off the stage, people are like, oh my gosh, Chris, you changed my life and let's have a coaching program and, you know, I've helped people make a lot of money and change people's lives but there's a real reason for that because the freedom but for you, I'm, I'm still kind of, under I want to understand why is the startup your main focus given that you had this drive? What yes. inspires you about getting involved with startups is what I'm saying. Um, initially I had my own startup. So, you know, after I left this job, um, my curiosity led me to build my own startup and build my own agency that was really focused on, um, you know, startups that were generating qualified leads just so I wanted to see if I ran things my way, would I make these startups happy? And, and did, if, did make them happy? Um, yes. And we got actually, Instead of startups, we started even getting um, national brands like uh, awesome. Bumblebee, Tuna, WD40, um, because these companies knew that, you know, if I was able to help startups and I built this track record with them, I could help them out in, in a big way as well. And this is when, um, you know, social media, all this stuff was fairly new. So um, a lot of these big accounts brought in um, the, the revenue for my company. 
and that's where I was able to experiment more with these smaller startups. And if I didn't, you know, do make them happy or bring them the leads they wanted, I, I wouldn't charge them. And, um, but does that excite you? Like, does that kind of make you, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to, <laughs> like, cause you're just, I'm always curious why, you know, like, let's say for instance, the way I see it is, okay, you could have gotten into Harvard, Yale, Brown, and Princeton, Dartmouth, but I'm still under, trying to understand why, you know, the startup world, because you want to help them, but why not other worlds? And just, you know, yeah. like maybe it's an example of a startup you work with where the guy or girl had a dream in their whole life. Like, I'm just kind of trying to understand the more emotional side because you're speaking more from a logical and analytical, but I want our, our listeners to really understand the why, the purpose, the Simon Sinek, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I had my startup, what really um, got me to focus on other startups was, um, you know, I felt like Yale and Harvard and, you know, taking that sort of corporate approach was, very much, um, you know, like everything served to you on a silver platter. I, I felt like the challenges weren't big enough. And um, even with the startup world, I kind of went into it with my own startup and I hit a plateau at one point. And um, I was working with all types of different coaches. I was just trying to get help anywhere I possibly could. And, um, you know, when I started working with these coaches, I just realized that they were just in it for themselves and they weren't really helping my business grow. And as an entrepreneur, it's like your, your dreams are just shattered when, you know, somebody you're, you're trying to build this sort of startup, you're trying to share your gift with the world. And here comes somebody like, like a coach or a business person who, who wants to sort of get more clients and takes mm -hmm. you on and doesn't deliver the, the results that you wanted. So, um, so from a personal pain, like you kind of like felt, you know what, you had your own startup, you're curious, you're yearning for information, you reached out to help, a lot of them couldn't help you, and you said, you know what, I wanna help startups do what I wish someone did for me kind of thing, you know? Is that what you're, you're kind of getting at? Exactly, and um, you know, like I, I, I can feel their pain because as an entrepreneur, your funds are so limited, you, you have to make every single penny count literally and yeah, yeah. um you know having a team and hiring people all that stuff isn't easy um and you know to hire a coach who you're like all right this is going to be a game changer for my business and totally takes you in a different direction you know i mean as an entrepreneur it, it's going to be uh you know like a rocky road no matter which way you go so so let's say out of those 200 startups that you've worked with, Sweta, as you were saying before, you, you recognize patterns of people when you're in college. What are some of the, the main things that many entrepreneurs, specifically startups, don't do well? And what, what kind of advice would you give them? Because, you know, we have tens of thousands of people who will be listening to this. What are some things that you wish when you started your startup that you can tell them in more like a high-level standpoint? Obviously, there's more details, but if – you can give one specific piece of advice that you've seen 200 startups consistently that oftentimes there are these things that they might need to work on. So, um, you know, from being on both sides of the spectrum, um, one thing that I've seen and I've uh, sort of observed really closely was the fact that every time I started working with a startup, 
They, the CEO always is looking to see how I'm going to impact his bottom line, how I'm going to contribute to his company, how I'm going to, you know, um, get on top of my deliverables and my, um, you know, objectives and key results sort of thing. But never has a startup founder approached me and asked me about my goals and what I consider as success or, you know, how I want to work and what's the flexible environment I want to work in. And, um, you know, to really have that sort of people-centric um, sort of, uh, I guess, like the, the way that you hire people, just go about, you know, a people-centric way um has been a, a game changer because like for example um the last startup i was working with i had told them i said i'm not an office person so um the ceo starts by you know what i'm gonna um try to make you love the office um so <laughs> i said all right but i'm just not an office person you know i love to travel i love to be in my own space i I love to, um, you know, do things at other times besides the whole nine to five thing. Mm -hmm. um, and at that moment, a CEO would have been like, well, I want to support your goals. You know, what, what sort of environment do you want to work in? Instead of trying to get me to like something that's not something that I want to, I see myself in, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um and that requires a people-centric CEO that's totally invested in the goals, in the success, in the growth of an individual versus just his bottom line. Yeah. You know, we're actually almost out of time now, but that's a great point to end on because so much of life is about do you enjoy your environment, do you enjoy your coworkers, and here you are openly saying, hey, I'm an advisor. I want to help you, but this is what I want. This is what I expect. And yet the CEO is saying, well, I hear what you say, but you know what? I'm going to make you like this, which is essentially he's not really hearing what you're saying. And so this is a great point because so many of us sometimes, like me included, where when I used to work for a day job, I hated it because like you, I don't want to be <laughs> in 9 to 5. <laughs> now that I'm an entrepreneur, I choose my own schedule, work with whoever I want. So that's a great piece of advice for our listeners. So much, Thanks so much, Sweta, for your time. How can some of our listeners stay in touch with you? Uh, Sweat is also a phenomenal writer. She writes for the Forbes magazine, um, Forbes article or Forbes.com sometimes. So how can some of our listeners reach out to you if, if for whatever services or advice or contacts that you might want to engage our listeners with? Um, surprisingly, Instagram. I'm always on Instagram. It's uh, my favorite network. So if you want to get in touch with me, feel free to add me at Sweta Speaks on um, Instagram. Awesome. So at Sweta Speaks is, is um, uh, S-W-E-T-A, uh, wait, Speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S, Sweta yes, Speaks? correct. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sweta, for your time. I really appreciate it. And all of our listeners, hopefully you are more people-centric. <laughs> so you will either create a company or demand or ask for a company that actually respects and listens to your opinion. Thank you so much, Sweto. Have a great day. Thanks, Chris. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.